Okay, here we go. Let's do this. Let's really do this. Welcome to Listen Closely with John and Chris. I am John, and I'm joined by... Why don't you tell the audience your name, sir? <laughs> uh, this may come as a shock to you, but I am Chris. Um, How about John that? and Chris? Right. Yes. That's right. Very good. <laughs> and uh, this is very exciting, as always. Uh, we have Memorial Day weekend pretty much in the rearview mirror at this point. And uh, what a what a interesting weekend it was. But uh, with this episode, we thought we would do something a little different, as we will do from time to time, you know, despite being, uh, well, I think I can speak for both of us here when I say we're creatures of habit, but uh, just, despite being creatures of habit, we will stray from the norm with the format for this uh, podcast. And uh, tonight we're not going to be focusing on an album as we normally do. In fact, um, this will be a bit of a departure, but this episode will be very, very summer-centric. And I can't think of a better way to kick off the unofficial start of summer. Actually, I could think of a better way to kick off the unofficial start of summer. I could think of uh, a world where I didn't have to go out dressed like a bandit. And, uh, <laughs> I could uh, talk to women out at night and not have to be six feet apart. Although for them, the, the six feet apart thing is, just makes it easier. Then get away from me quicker. It's there's two uh, There's two sides to that story. Yeah, yeah. Um... <laughs> sure. <are. laughs> yeah, things could but, be better. Things could be better, of course. But uh, well, things are going to get better because I'm going to turn it over to you, Christopher, and uh, you're going to tell everyone what's in store with this episode. Oh man, John, I am so excited for this one. Uh, we are going to deal with a genre here that that you and I have been into before there was even a name for this genre. Um, it didn't really have a name until the mid 2000s. Um, it's had a, a big resurgence in the last decade. It's one of my favorite genres. I know it's one of yours. Absolutely. We're going to be looking at Yacht Rock. Oh, can you hear me clapping? Yeah, I'm you... so goddamn excited. So, so uh, wrap your, wrap your sweater around your neck. Uh, crack open right. the uh, the wine cooler and uh, the Reuniti on ice. <laughs> let's so nice. do it. Let's do it. Um, you know, I, I thought we oh, could start. Man. Thought we could start off by just talking about what is yacht rock because there is there is a lot of confusion about this. Um, and I, I will say that this last week of preparing for me has uh, this has been somewhat of a, a personal reckoning. Um, you know, I, I was someone who was very proud of my my longstanding belief in Yacht Rock and admiration for it. Uh, you know, and I, I frowned at people who would try to lump things like Phil Collins in with Yacht Rock. And, whoa, 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 whoa. Phil Collins is not Yacht Rock. No, no. And I, I, I sort of laughed at those people and thought, you don't know what Yacht Rock is. Okay, I know what Yacht Rock is. John and I know what Yacht Rock is. And uh, as I dug deeper... There were things about Yacht Rock that I did not know and that I was, I was just wrong on. It's a painful revelation. It's hard. It's hard. It's a little bit, I think I texted this to you, it's a little bit like finding out that your dad isn't your real dad after all these years. It's like... Uh, I would argue that it's worse than that. <laughs> it might be. It might be. I, I kid you not, I've been stressed over this. I've been stressed over this because I want to portray it accurately. Um, but at the same time, I have these 
as I'm sure you do, personal connections to what you think Yacht Rock is. Um, so why don't we start, I, start with what I do? What you know? What is Yacht Rock to you? Um, you know, in the truest sense. Well, you know, this is interesting because the the phrase, as you said, was probably one that was coined probably ten to fifteen years ago, and you know, it's it's gone by different monikers over the years: yacht rock, easy rock. Uh, Christ, it's had so many different terms, but I always just look at it as the the, the great music that I listened to when I was very young. And the music that I, I, I don't want to say I grew up with, but my, my early years, it was really the soundtrack to. And, uh, you know, you and I, when we do these podcasts, Chris, we always try to close it out when we're focusing on an album. On, you know, if there's any particular memory or moment in our lives uh, that we can recall are, are associated with, with any of the songs on that album. And if we were to look at Yacht Rock as a genre, Oh Christ! I mean, we could have a three-hour, four-hour marathon episode oh my just God. devoted to personal memories that we have with these songs. And I don't know. It's but we could talk in circles about yeah. this, really. Well, so so maybe it's best to. I'm going to start with with what the sort of technical yacht rock definition is, if you will, because yacht rock it was a term that was coined by this group of dudes uh, around 2005. Um, they had a, a web series, I believe it was called Yacht Rock. Um, I watched podcast, it, yeah. podca- very, very funny web series. Um, a podcast about Yacht Rock. Essentially, it's a, most of it falls into the late 70s, early 80s. Um, and these guys, uh, I hope I'm saying their, their names right, J.D. Risner, Hunter Stare, Dave Lyons, Hollywood Steve Huey. I think there's others involved, but I think those are the core guys. They, they describe it as it's, it's a smooth pop um, that has jazz and R&B influences. Um, it's mostly West Coast, though that's it, you don't have to be just from the West Coast. Um, it, it sort of comes, it's sort of an incestuous group. Um, a lot of these musicians... It's not just the front men, but it's the like sessions musicians and they kind of overlap in each other's music. And some of the, you know, some of the big groups, we've called them the four horsemen. Uh, You've got Toto, you've got the Doobie Brothers, Kenny Loggins, Mm. and Steely Dan. The the, the end all be all really Steely Dan, as far as I'm concerned with this genre. Yeah. And these guys, you know, they're good musicians. Um, You know, some people might think of this as cheesy, but they're, they're talented musicians. um, And these songs have a complexity to them. um, I think musically, you know, to to me, they have like, they have a lightness to them and a bounciness, but they're not flat. You know, they're, they have a breeziness and kind of an openness to them. They create a lot of space. Um, you know, but the, inter- the, the arrangements are intricate. They are. To the songs. They are, yeah. And you've talked, we've talked a lot about sort of the, uh, the blueprint for a Yacht Rock song. How would you describe that? Oh, and this is key. Yeah. So, the, okay, so the Yacht Rock song has to have some sort of intricate arrangement. It can't simply be, or it shouldn't simply be, 
a straightforward acoustical ballad. And I know that comes as a surprise to some people who are going to say, well, what about the Eagles? What about Jimmy Buffett? What about America? And my answer is quite simple. Well, then maybe they're not really young. Yeah. Uh, although some of them, some of their songs might be, they are not. So getting back to your question, I think you have to have intricate arrangements. I think you need to have uh, a blending of different genres. So it's not straightforward rock. I think there's going to be country. There's going to be R&B. There's going to be disco, funk. There could even be a little bit of reggae. Mm. Uh, jazz. Mm-hmm. Jazz figures heavily in yacht rock. Definitely. And, well, another thing in regard to the music itself, I think when it comes to the vocals, there's always some overdubs, somewhat argue <laughs> an excessive amount of vocal <laughs> overdubs, usually done by one white-haired, bearded man. Oh, the great Michael McDonald. The greatest. The great Michael, the great Michael McDonald. And uh, thematically, the songs tend to focus on, as as many great songs do, the demise of a relationship, uh, some paranoia surrounding it. But it usually involves some very explicit cheating. (laughs) Either the person singing it is experiencing his spouse or significant other cheating, or he himself is doing the cheating and is really bragging about it. Uh, And it usually involves, if it is cheating, um, maybe a younger woman, sometimes a little too young. a lot of that. And there usually a lot of that. And it usually involves a fair amount of drinking and or substance abuse. Definitely. Definitely. And, but, but I would say, even though, you know, that's, that sound to the, to an average listener, that might sound like it's very heavy stuff, but somehow I feel like it's treated with a very light hand. There's this sense that, like, eh, you know, my my girlfriend cheated on me. Uh, she's gone, but I'm going after another woman. You know, I don't feel like there's a lightness to these songs, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I agree. And I think that you hit the hammer on the nail, Chris, when it's, the, this, the man who's singing has been cheated on. And then when it's he who's doing the cheating, you never really sense that there's even a slight hint of remorse or apprehension. He's just kind of like, I'm going to go do this and I'll probably get caught, but it's okay. <laughs> I'll deal with that later. I will worry about it tomorrow morning when the cocaine wears off. Yeah. Yeah, there's like a lack of consequence, I feel like, in these songs. There's just kind of a rolling with it. Like, eh, you know, everything's going to go to shit. It is what it uh, is. Yeah, yeah. And I think there's a hedonism. Very little little inner turmoil. Very little. Yeah. You know, I almost get the sense... We talked last week when we did the the Love album. um, Everything... uh, uh, Forever 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 changes. changes. Yeah about how the 70s, late 60s and 70s were such rough decades um, with so much terrible stuff going on. And I feel like there was a lot of music that kind of earnestly tried to deal with that, that disillusionment. You know, if you look at like the Eagles, Hotel California, you know, sure. I feel like Yacht Rock was a bunch of guys who were like, man, the world's going to shit. And you know what? I'm going to take a bottle of booze and a couple joints and go on a boat with a bunch of people and just have fun because I can't change it. And I'm just going to enjoy the moment. Like that to me is. Yeah. I think you're, 
You're right. They, they resigned themselves in the mid to late 70s. They witnessed the Vietnam War. They witnessed Watergate. They witnessed so much shit going down that I think that these guys got to a point in probably 76 and they said, well, you know, gas prices are sky high. <laughs> uh, the job market's not good. Interest rates are terrible. But screw it. It's the bicentennial year. <laughs> Let's get stoned. Let's get drunk. Let's cheat on our spouses and let's write songs about. It. Yeah, yeah. So it has this real mix of like, like you had said that you know the topics sound very grave sometimes if you were to just tell somebody about them, but it has this this bubbliness to it that the music really you know that it's got that they call it the doobie bounce you know that do 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 you know kind of jazzy. Oh yeah, we'll get to yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you know. And of, and of course, the, uh, one of the great connective tissues of the Yacht Rock universe is the man you brought up, Michael McDonald. Um, sure. Who, you know, is, is known for his solo work and probably mostly for his work with the Doobie Brothers. Um, but throughout this, you know, this era, he pops up all over the place. He's popping up doing backing vocals for Christopher Cross, for Toto, for Loggins. Um, for Steely Dan. For Steely Dan, for Robbie Dupree, like all these other artists. Um, I think he kind of exemplifies the that this it's this web. Um, and what a voice. I mean, and, the and, voice is just so good. And you know what I love, too, is before they even officially coined the phrase Yacht Rock, Michael McDonald would tour as part of what they called the Dukes of September. Have you heard about this? No. So I don't know why they haven't brought these guys back to cash in on the Yacht Rock craze, but they would tour every four or five years. And it's Michael McDonald, Donald Fagan from Steely Dan, and Boss Skaggs. Oh my God. And basically it's the three of them with the most kick-ass backup band, and they would get out there and they would do Steely Dan songs, Boss Skaggs songs, McDonald solo and Doobie Brothers songs, and then they would just throw in random like Motown and R&B covers. Oh wow, that's phenomenal! Incredible. Yeah, yeah, incredible. Um, you know, who for you? Oh, let's 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 go this way. What what isn't yacht rock? You know, as you've been researching this week, oh. where do you think some people go wrong when they're talking about yacht rock? Because it's become very in vogue. Uh, well. You and I had a discussion not too long ago, and I we were looking at a, a Yacht Rock playlist on Spotify. And now, I don't want to bite the hand that feeds us a little bit, because we are <laughs> on Spotify now. And, you know, I think I've told anyone and everyone about that. Uh, but I look at what's on the Yacht Rock playlist on Spotify, and I'm going to say 90% of it should not be there. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm talking about Ario Speedwagon. I'm talking about Styx, Genesis, Rockwell, John Mellencamp, Eddie Money, Van Morrison, George Michael. Yeah, George uh, Michael is not Yacht Rock. <laughs> no, the police are not Yacht Rock. Yeah. And, and these are mostly bands and artists who I really like. Um, exactly, yeah. Eric Carmen is not Yacht Rock, although I'm a big Eric Carmen fan. Uh, and the same could be said for Survivor. So, in my opinion, 
half of those should be junked. And then you have bands that it's singers and, and groups that sort of infringe on yacht rock, and some of their songs are yacht rock songs, but they're not yacht rock artists. Uh, and I would, uh, I think, great examples of that would be the Eagles, who mm-hmm. you know I adore the Eagles. Um, <clears throat> you know, Hotel California is not a yacht rock song, no, no. but I can't tell you why is yacht rock. I would agree with that. Uh, New Kid in Town, I think, is yacht rock. And uh, Tequila Sunrise, maybe a little early for the genre, but deals with yacht rock themes. And then, okay, Fleetwood Mac. Yeah. Phenomenal band. Incredible. Most of their stuff is not yacht rock unless it's a Christine McVie sung song. So, yeah, um, I think think you're on to something with that. Yeah. And I couldn't tell you why, but, you know, warm ways out of my head hold me. This is Yacht Rock, but Rihanna and Tusk are not Yacht Rock. Yeah, I think... I spoke my piece. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I think just to to dig into one that you mentioned, like uh, Hotel California, which incredible song, and it's got that West Coast feel to it, but I think it's a little too earnest for Yacht Rock, and it doesn't have that that R&B kind of bounce to it you know it's a little more straight up like west coast guitar music um although you know that they were inspired by steely dan when they wrote that song yeah i I saw an interview with glenn fry where he said they were listening to a lot of steely dan and they truly loved steely dan how they were kind of these the steely dan lyrics were very cryptic and that's what the eagles wanted to create Mm. and there's even a line in Hotel California that's an homage to What's Steely it? Dan. And it is, they stab him with the steely knives, but they just can't oh, kill him. Oh, I never knew that. Wow. That's now great. You know, and knowing yeah, well, battle. I think you bring up a good point in that. I mean, you know, <laughs> these, these distinctions are, uh, there's a lot of gray in here. And, you know, you can have a Yacht Rock beat, but maybe not the lyrics or vice versa. Um, so, you know, it's a fluid definition and um, yeah, there's a lot of gray area. And I tell you what I'm interested in, which we're going to get to a little later, is when we talk about our favorite Yacht Rock songs. I'm, I'm very curious to see what, what you came up with. Um, but before we get there, I think um, there's been this big resurgence in Yacht Rock, um, you know, the last 10 years or so, I would say. And part of that is because it got a name. Um, but is there anything else behind that? Or is it just sort of the, the marketing, the packaging of it as Yacht Rock that, that's made it take off again? No, I think, there, I think there's a lot behind it. You know, not simply in music, but in culture in general, in my opinion, people yearn for simpler times. And for as much as we talk about the intricate musicianship that's affiliated with Yacht Rock. Music is simple in the sense that it's not it's not like what you listen to on the radio these days with which has a bunch of sampling and uh, you know remixing going on. This is just straightforward, incredibly well played stuff by musicians who are of the highest caliber. Mm. And 
So I think there's that. And one thing I read online, and this might have even been the Wikipedia description for all I know, is they said that uh, Yacht Rock's become more popular since Trump has taken Is office. that right? Because people, yeah, because our people are now more than ever reminiscing about the good old days. But I'm not so sure about that because I think it's, it's really, like you said, become popular in the last 10 to 15 years, uh, probably even before the Trump administration. And uh, you don't want to politicize this. I think it doesn't matter who's president. We've just changed so much as a culture that I think people oftentimes think about, wow, what was life like 40 years ago? That seems pretty nice. That seems pretty yeah. simple. That's yeah, and I think, you know, I don't think it's a coincidence that this sort of uh, reemerged around the time that we were having the financial crisis in 2008 and 9, and, you know, you've got wars dragging on in Iraq and Afghanistan, and, uh, you know, it was a little bit like that late, 70s early 80s period i think it wasn't you know not to discount any of the terrible things that happened more recently but i don't think it was as dramatically bad as as you know the early mid 70s but um i i think there was this sort of thirst for escapism really which there's so much escapism in these yacht rock songs um you know just that idea of like that feeling of, of getting on a boat and getting out of here and throwing on some Kenny Loggins. And, uh, the, the escapism is a common thread, whether it be, uh, in the literal sense or in the figurative. Exactly. Figurative and I should stress sense. that you don't have to, you know, the song doesn't have to be about going out on a boat to be yacht rock, but, but I think there's something about the, you know, kind of tough economic times and, you know, a nasty political climate and all that, that has had people wanting, uh, wanting an escape. Ironically, most of these songs were written during incredibly tough economic times and uh, crazy political climate. That's, that's well, that's what thing. I mean. But, I, I think, you know, I think it's sort of parallel times yeah. that, you know, th- they've been popular sure. back then when people were looking for an escape. And so now they're, you know, they're looking for an escape again. I think one of the other amazing things about the genre is you can pretty much hear it yeah. anywhere. So, you know, you'll be shopping at the grocery store and there'll be Yacht Rock playing. You'll be filling up at the gas station and there's Yacht Rock mm-hmm. playing. Uh, you know, you'll be at an airport walking to your, to your gate and there's Yacht Rock playing. It, it's kind of, because it's not intense musically in the sense that it's not overwhelming you know you're you're not going to be shopping at whole foods and and listening to slayer the <laughs> judas priest but you might hear something off of uh the the steely dan Angel. absolutely absolutely um which you know when you kind of get into some of these songs and you look at the lyrics and the subject matter sometimes it's a little like maybe that shouldn't be playing at whole foods um <laughs> no, probably not. But uh, yeah, yeah. And I, you know, I think this music, it's really stood the test of time. I think because of its complexity, because these were good musicians working on these albums, um, 
you know, it's, it's not the, I think a lot of people hear yacht rock and they think, Oh, it's cheesy, schmaltzy, whatever. But, um, and there are aspects of that, of course, but, um, it's good music. Um, without a doubt, you want to get into the picks? Yeah. yeah, I would love to. I mean, this would Christ. I, I feel like yeah. Meryl Streep, Selfie's Choice here. Yeah, this so is a John challenge. And I are, we're going to close this one out by each giving our top five all-time Yacht Rock songs. Um, now, a, a little ground rule here, if I may. We're going to go like my fifth and then your fifth and then my fourth and then your fourth. Right? Uh, yes. Yeah, that's right. I, I Okay, good, good, good. I think that adds to, you know, it right. helps build the... Uh, Right. And I think I will just bit. say as kind of an intro to this, like this is where it got really tough for me because as I was picking some of my favorite songs, me too. I mean, A, there's so many that I love, but also I you know, the uh the guys who created Yacht Rock have this website where you can you can enter a song and they'll tell you if it's Yacht Rock or not. And you know, at first I was like, Who are these guys? But they literally created the term. So <laughs> They, uh, you know, and I think it's I reasonable to disagree with them. I think you can be wrong about your own creation sometimes, but um, it really, that's when I said it was a, a personal reckoning for me uh, to sort of think about what it is. Um, so without further ado, number five on John's list, what do you got? I just want to say quickly that what I went with ultimately is a formula that's a balance of... Um, Everything we've discussed over the course of the last 20 minutes or so. And and then some commercial popularity, some sentimental favorites. Yeah. This was a challenge. Uh, but number five, I mean, I'm going to start with one of the names that's most synonymous with the genre. And uh, that is mm. Mr. Kenny Loggins. And the song is from 1982. And it's my personal favorite. Kenny Loggins song and one of my favorite yacht rock songs. And it's heart to heart. What song? This has for me, all of the elements needed for a yacht rock classic. You have Loggins, obviously it's 1982. So it's at the tail end almost of the, of the yacht rock run. And of course you have Michael McDonald on backing vocals. And the song was co-written by Kenny Loggins, Michael McDonald, and David Foster, the legendary producer. Uh, it's funky, soulful, well-produced. And listen, the story is spot on for Yacht Rock. It's about the demise of a relationship. You know, there's a little bit of self-doubt, some questioning whether or not the relationship can go on. But instead of really some of the other songs in the genre that really address the cheating and just kind of being like, screw it, I think uh, the story here, the guy, the protagonist is, is willing to try a last ditch effort. The song's a hail of Mary of sorts. And, you know, the, the, the refrain's amazing, right? Does anything last forever? I don't know. Maybe we're near the end. So, darling, how can we go on together now that we've grown apart? Well, the only way to start is yeah. heart to heart. It's an incredible song. And it, I, it, might, it may be Logan's best, which says a lot. Um, yeah, that does yeah, say a lot. I, oh, I love that one. I, there's something. What's your number five? Well, or, or, do you want to discuss is, this a little bit? I, I know that he's one of the like core yacht rock guys. I get it, but um, first off, we should be clear that like there's a lot of Kenny Loggins that's not yacht rock. Like Danger Zone is not yacht rock. Um, it's not yacht rock. Meet me halfway. Right. Not yacht I rock. I just feel like this. 
that that whole Winnie the Pooh thing. That's yeah. Not when you said that your favorite, this may be your favorite Goggins song. I, you've told me privately that Return to Pooh Corner is pretty high up there on that list. Uh, well, see, here's the thing: the House of Pooh Corner is Loggins and Messina. That's different. That's oh, folk rock, man. That's that. different. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I do love this song. I'm not gonna lie. Um, yeah, there's. Christopher Robin <laughs> walk um, Could you imagine like Michael McDonald doing some backing vocals in that? Christopher <laughs> um, Loggins though has there's often like an optimism in his songs that I find I don't usually think of when I think of Yacht Rock like This Is It or <laughs> Heart right. to Heart where I that's why I kind of I stayed away from him on this list but so there's no Loggins in your top five. Top five. I, I, what I, the? I know. I know. I know. I know. It's. Wow, I, wow, I, wow. I told you I struggled with this. I Sacrilege. Thinking about this, and uh, I just Judas. <laughs> um, you know the sound though that 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 up tempo bounce to it with the keyboards. Uh, it, it is. It's quintessentially not rock sound. Um. For me, my number five, I went with, we're, we're two songs in, we've already got two Michael McDonald backing vocals here, because I went with, yeah, well, probably all ten I went of them with uh, Steal Away by Robbie Dupree. Um, oh, yeah. Robbie Dupree, yeah. Is, he's not super well known. Um, this was by far no, his biggest no. hit, though he has some other good songs. Um, but Steal Away is, is pretty spot on Yacht Rock. Um, it's got that up-tempo beat, that kind of jazzy vibe to it. It's got, you know, lyrically, it's all about, <laughs> it's all about just getting a woman to go away with him that night. Um, you know, come on and hold me just like you told me, then show me what I want to know. Why don't we steal away? Why don't we steal away into the night? I know it ain't right, you know, and then... And, Tease me. Why don't you please me? Then show me what you came here for. It's a little dirty. Uh, it's it's very oh, it's very dirty. And you know why he says you know it ain't right. Either he's married, she's married, or she's like sixteen. Exactly. exactly. And right, Yacht Rock kind of embraces that. I mean, I don't, I don't want to praise him that uh, embraces. Well, they don't poo poo right, it. Right. Yeah. There's, this, there's also this sense in Yacht Rock of like. I don't want to get all sociological here but i think we've really separated sex and love in our world and like one night stands are just sex but back then there was a sense that like you could like quote unquote fall in love with somebody for a night um where it wasn't just like a sexual yeah. physical act but you could really like be in yeah. love with that person and then the next day dr hook sharing yeah, the night yeah. together it's so big in these yacht rock songs so i feel like like this one, right. this one really nails it. I, I, I don't disagree. I love the song. I've always loved the song. Um, the bridge where you really hear McDonald yeah. come in, uh, the whole, I, I saw you glance in my oh, way. Yeah. So it kind of sets up their tryst a little bit. Yeah. No second yeah. chances yeah. to yeah. die. Yeah, that's a, you know, and I love the the 
the fade-in intro, how it starts off, you yeah. know, kind of faint. And over the course of maybe 10, 20 seconds, it just comes in so intense. Oh, it's a hell of a yeah, song. Yeah. Hell of a song. Um, what do you got for number four? All right. <laughs> so I don't want to say I strayed a little bit, but I went a little bit mm. deeper with this one. Uh, and I think this one's probably going to surprise you and probably going to surprise our listeners. And I think it's one that's a little bit forgotten, but I really think it captures some of the finest moments of the genre. And it's a, a group that never really went on to do much of anything else. It's from 1976. The group is the Sanford Townsend Band, and the song is Smoke from a Distant Fire. Yeah, well, see, this is classic yacht rock right here. All the elements are there. There's a twangy country sound to these guys and to the music. And if you look at like the album cover, this is another thing we haven't talked about yacht rock. Everyone's pretty homely <laughs> in the genre. And like if you look at Sanford and you look at Townsend, you'd be like, oh yeah, these guys do yacht rock. Like no, they're not pinup, no. you know, like the, the these guys, no one in the genre were really sex symbols. Like you didn't have hormonal 15-year-old girls. With posters of Boz Skaggs <laughs> hanging in their room. That's just like they had David Cassidy pictures. It's they very didn't true. have There's Boz. a lot of like so, beards. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Stringy hair, yeah, weird yeah. glasses. Um, they basically look like us, yeah. these guys. And I you mean, could have pretty you much. Could also, in addition um, to just being sort of like a simple dude looking dude, you could have these simple names. You know, your name could be Robbie Dupree. <laughs> exactly. Like, Christopher, yeah, Christopher yeah. Cross has to be, uh, you know, uh, I can't think. I can't, who's who's the Michael Jackson sort of dude now? The, uh, you know, the little guy, Super Bowl halftime show. What's his name with the hat? Oh, Bruno. You didn't have to be a yeah, Bruno, Bruno Mars. Mars. Yeah, great name. You could, you could just great name, right? No, you had yeah, very yeah. simple names. So go go on. Um, you know, so. Musically, the song is so damn catchy, and lyrically, it is really quintessential yacht rock. You know, the the guy is totally paranoid that his woman's cheating on him, and he, I mean, he is so downright pissed off about it. Like he's gonna go full on OJ. Uh, you know, you left me here on your way to paradise. You pulled the rug right out from under my life. I know where you're going to. I know when you came home last night. Because your eyes had a mist from the smoke of a distant fire. And then later in the bridge, like that's when he's ready to slit her throat. He's like, this lying and crying is upsetting and getting you nowhere. It don't stack up. So slack up and pack up. I just don't care. Don't let the screen door hit you on your way out. Don't you drown when your dreamboat runs onto the ground. And, you know, it's a very dark, angry song with an accusatory message. But it is dressed up in the most happy, <laughs> upbeat, well-produced, country rock, yeah. twangy sound. And that's why, to me, this infectious, crazy-ass song is number four. And here's an interesting aside about it. The song is currently banned from Airplay in Australia oh because the lyrics mention often oh fire oh and burning. God. Apparently, they're, they're doing that wow. in Australia. Yeah, ever since the wildfires wow, last year. Wow, amazing. Yeah. Amazing. So, I know. So, I don't, 
I, I know it's a strange choice, but that one I, I truly yeah, believe no, deserves I, to be a, towards the top. It's a great song, and uh, it, it captures a lot of the out rock elements. Uh, yeah, surprising, but it, it makes sense. What's, what's number your number four? four this there, is kind uh, of the opposite kiddo. of yours in that it is, I think, what people think of when they think yacht rock. Christopher Cross sailing. You're oh, you don't you don't like that? Really? I think this is. What? See, what's your? I get it. Okay, I get no, 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 no. It it's so much more than that, though. Sailing. It's so much more than that. But see, okay, no, speak your piece. All right, I'm, well, I'm going to hold my thoughts. First off, um, it's got that escapism to it, right? Um, you know, the whole idea is that you can just check out, you know, he gets on his boat, he sails away, he kind of finds himself, he finds, uh, you know, he renews himself, he gets away from everything. So I, I think it's got that whole sense of escapism. Um, it's, it's a, it's a little softer rock than a lot of yacht rock. You know, it doesn't have yes. that, that bounciness to it, but I, look, I don't think it, every, every yacht rock song has to have that bounciness to it. Like, I think you can have something that's a little, um, a little more subdued and this is, you know, it's not, it's not flat, you know, it's got that. No, it's it's very yeah, elaborate so I think arrangement. It, it fits I agree. In terms of that, with the elaborate arrangement, um, I just think it's you know it takes me back to my childhood. I can remember hearing my uh, my parents play this. You know, playing it in the in the car on the ride to, when we'd go to Cape Cod in the summers. I mean, um, oh you my still god! Hear it Cape Cod. If there was one place that's that's yacht rock for me. It's it's Cape Cod. I know yacht rock tends to be West Coast, but for an East Coaster, Cape Cod is a pretty damn yeah. good uh, substitute. Well, the place is like it's like a time warp. You know, you go yeah, there and it's nineteen seventy eight exactly. all the time. But it's also it's got these sort of I, obtuse, vague lyrics. You know, where it's like um, uh, fantasy. It gets the best of me when I'm sailing all caught up in the reverie. Every word is a symphony. Won't you believe me? You know, what is, what is this guy escaping from? We don't know. You know, where is he going? His terrible what? name. <laughs> Christopher. His name. I'd be escaping from that. My name's Chris Cross. Who, by the way, he has coronavirus. Oh, I, I know. I hope he's doing okay. Um, anyway. I, I don't think it's a bad song, and I don't, I, I agree that it's Yacht Rock. I don't know. Top five. I mean, that's... Here, here's the thing. I w this is your list, so this is your choice. Me, personally, if I had to put Christopher Cross in there, I would have gone great never be the same. I, a little more I upbeat. I thought about it. I thought about it. But sailing, to me... Oh, man. It just... It just... It takes me away. <laughs> so... Uh... Yeah, yeah. All right, fair um, enough. I, you know, some of his other ones, I mean, Ride Like the Wind, you could say, is, is Yacht Rock, I think. Um, that's a great one. You get McDonald's in there on the backing vocals. Well, he's talking <laughs> yeah. about escaping to but Mexico. To me, sailing too. is just, it's such a beautiful melody. Um, but at the same time, it, it's not its not simple. It's got some, some musical complexity to it. Um, 
All right, what do you uh, what do you okay. got for number three? All right, so this is where things to get tend to get really difficult, and uh, I could really have three of these five spots or four or five mm. of them devoted to Steely Dan song, um, and particularly from the last two Steely Dan albums, so 1977's Asia, which is their masterpiece, and 1980's Gaucho, which is their their yacht rock masterpiece. Um, I ultimately went from 1980 from Gaucho. Steely Dan, Hey 19. Now, there are Steely Dan songs that I like a little bit better than this that are equally Yacht Rock. Uh, I would argue Black Cow, Mm. Time Out of Mind, Josie. But because my number four choice was a little more obscure, and my number two, as we'll find out a little later, is a bit more of a sentimental favorite, I felt that it was good to go with something that people know. Mm -hmm. And... um, K-19 makes complete sense in that regard because on top of being popular, it has all the landmarks of great yacht rock. There's, there's jazz, there's funk, there's soul. It's heavy on mm-hmm. keyboard and synth. But oh my God. it's the story that it tells <laughs> yeah. that is quintessential yacht rock. There's a man, presumably in his 20s, 30s, and he's hanging around with a girl who, I'm going to guess, says she's 19. It is um, not. We should be. Now clear that's about not that. illegal by any Perfectly legal, but you know. But some would argue that ethically and morally, it's questionable. Who am I to judge? Uh, but again, th- this is what we said earlier, Chris. He early on realizes that they have nothing in common. He's, he he says she thinks I'm crazy. I'm just growing old. Hey, nineteen. We got nothing in common. We can't dance together. We can't talk at all. But despite this realization, it's the introduction of substances that will bind the two together. And you get that hypnotic repetition during the bridge, you know, the Cuervo gold, the fine Colombian, make tonight a wonderful thing. And it just goes on and on, all while this funky bass line and synthesizer keyboard jazz things going on. Uh, and it just gets all trippy and spacey after that. This is Steely Dan at, at, at the finest. This is this is top notch. It's a great song. Right I considered here. that one. Um, it's fantastic, and you're right. The, the storyline is so yacht rock. It's so it's just so putting it out there and uh, blatantly uh, putting putting blatant desire out there, but but in a way where it's not there's something like not creepy about it to me. And maybe that's just because I'm a man, but there's something where he's kind of like, he's putting it out there. And if she says, no, you get the idea that he'd be like, all right, whatever. Like, <laughs> am I right? Like there's, yeah. The, I, I just, <laughs> I'll move on to the next one. Yeah. yeah great song. Um, for me. And, and yeah. really he's talking about tequila <laughs> and cocaine to get in this girl's pants <laughs> and it works. Um. Yeah, I mean, Steely Dan, classic Yacht Rock. Um, yeah, wow. Absolutely. My number three is one, um, this is going to show my, my bias. So there's Yacht Rock and then there's Marina Rock, which this is what I recently discovered, which Marina, Marina Rock, um, it's a little more... It's it tends to be a little softer. It's not quite as complex. Um, 
you know, this term is also coined by one of the guys who coined the term yacht rock. Um, it, and and he, he, he described it as more of like blue collar. <laughs> it's more of a boat than a yacht. <laughs> it's less sophisticated. It's yeah. less sophisticated. And for a long time, I had lumped the two together. And so this is, this is a song that maybe as could go I. either way. I, I think it's yacht rock. Um, so kind of just showing a little bit of my, my bias here, but um, Paul Davis, right. cool. What night. is it? What? Oh boy, that's a tough one because yeah. that could really go either way. I mean, he he fits the bill in the sense that he's a whole. He was may he rest in peace, right. a holy guy with a very simple name. Um, yeah, I, it's a great song. I, I do think enjoy it's the got song. enough of. Musically, it's got enough complexity. You know, it's not as complex as some of the other ones, but there's enough complexity. It's not just like a flat melody. Um, and, you know, it's got this whole, this whole Yacht Rock thing. Um, <laughs> the refrain is, it's going to be a cool night. Just let me hold you by the firelight. <laughs> yeah. If it don't feel right, you can go. <laughs> you know, it's, it, I think so. But could I think she really? Would let her go. I think it has this whole like devil may care, like hedonistic. He wants to get with this girl, but like if she walks out on him, he's just going to be like, whatever, I'm going to go back to drinking and doing whatever else I'm doing. Like, you know, (laughs) um, oh, I won't talk about the past, how love's supposed to last forever. And you don't have to take a stand, lay out any plans. Uh, come on over tonight. Come on over. You know, it's it's this whole thing of like, look, it doesn't mean anything. Like, we don't have to get married. <laughs> it almost sounds like a it almost sounds like a text thread <laughs> totally versus like is. a message you would it send totally someone like, on look, Tinder I'm not trying these to tie days, you down, right? baby. Just come on over. Like, <laughs> um, just see where it goes. Uh, I don't know. I I love this one. Um, it's a great song. I, again, as with your Christopher Cross, top five yacht rock. Man, I don't they know. Are, but I, I'm also is, these are your five. The, so uh, I, I think towards towards Marina Yacht, but also the Marina towards, Yacht. And I, I will say that on the official Yacht Rock website, they do say that this is Yacht Rock. It doesn't get like a super high Yacht Rock score, but they, they do. They do they say do. it is. Um, but I think I'm also biased towards the like one or two or three hit wonder type guys. You know, Paul Davis had a, like a trio of big hits. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. For some reason, I just have a soft spot and I associate that with Yacht Rock in a lot of ways. Yeah. I'm not going um, to argue with moving it. on. Where are we now? Are we at your number two? Yeah. Well, and my number two, and here's why I'm not okay. going to argue with it. It's because of my number two. And this is one that those guys that you keep referring to on okay. their website, they don't even have this listed, uh, which I think is a crime. And some would argue that this particular song, maybe not the artist, but the song is a little more Marina Yacht, Marina Rock rather. It's also a bit more obscure. This was not a single. This was not a big hit, though a lot of people mm. in the know know this song. And for me, it's a sentimental favorite. And if I had to pick my number one favorite yacht rock or, or mid to late seventies softer rock song. I would choose this, but because of its lack of 
I, let's say severe mainstream popularity, okay. it's number two and not number one. The song is from 1976. The singer is Boz Skaggs. Oh, the song is it's totally out Georgia. And to- yeah. I, thank you, but a lot of people don't feel it. And it's one of Boz Skaggs' crowning achievements. I think it's the best song on his seminal Silk Degrees album, which we will be getting yes. to this summer, and I cannot wait. Um, all the elements are there musically. So you got crazy ass, crazy ass synthesizers, driving beat, some brass arrangement. It's infectious. It's a little soulful. Um, here's the thing. Georgia <laughs> is not about the Peachtree State. Um, like my number three, like Hey 19, it deals with somewhat of an illicit relationship between an older yeah, man yeah. and a younger female. The Georgia starting to type in the song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, it's a pattern, isn't it? Well, no surprise. The Georgia in the song is a very young girl. In fact, we think she's underage. And there's several different interpretations of this song, but I'm quite certain that the song is being sung in a first-person narrative by a man in prison, presumably for statutory yeah. rape. Uh, <laughs> He's he's reca- recounting their time together, and he seems to show little, little or no regret. And just a, a snippet of the lyrics, I mean, Georgia, I swear I've never seen such a smile. Gorgeous enough to make an angel's heart run wild. Your lazy eyes and small town lies have got me in your spell. You're driving boys in backseat noise. Oh, you yeah, so oh, well. Man, it's filthy. <laughs> I recently picked up on this, Chris. You ever notice in the middle of the song, <laughs> no, he starts howling it. like a wolf? Yeah, he did. listen again. Howl- oh That's not a, t- a good wolf sound, but okay. Um, and then, as the song progresses, he goes on into further detail about their last encounter and how he thought it was moonlight that was surrounding them, but it was actually searchlights. And that's the big reveal is that he's making this plea to her from behind bars. And uh, the cops and her parents presumably were onto them in this relationship all along. And it's, uh, it ends with the line, Georgia, we will be together, dear. If they ever let me out of here. Um, But it's, it's dressed up in this very polished, soulful, exciting infectious sound and that that to me this is this it's song is perfect yacht rock as far as i'm concerned uh, yeah and you know just to be clear it we is. don't condone this sort of behavior but there's there's just something there's something so brazen about it was it. the 70s and it it comes up all the time in these uh in these songs it really does and Oh, it's an amazing song. And you're a fan no, of the no, song. Am, song. I, am I right? I mean, I'm not going out. I know you love that okay. one. And, um, I mean, I, I consider it. It's, a, it's an incredible song. Um, you know, and, and, but that, uh, and it's so, it's so unheralded. I mean, I, I didn't know of that song until, I don't know, five or 10 years ago. Well, it's eclipsed by, Lowdown, Little Shuffle, yeah. Harbor Lights were all alone, all on the same album, which were much bigger hits. So was uh, It's Over, 
So it's kind of sandwiched between all those, but for my it's, money, it's incredible. better than any um, of them. Man. For, for my number two, unless you had anything else to say about the Boz. Please. Yeah. No, I mean, we're going to save that for our Silk Degrees episode, that, which I is mean, coming Boz, up in about a month's time, actually. not talked about, I feel like, as much with Yacht Rock, but to me, he's he's got a lot of just pure Yacht Rock. He was he was around before right, right. Yacht Rock. He's a little bit older than these guys, right. you know. Boz is in his late seventies, so he was a blues uh, blues and soul guy, uh, right? Yeah, I mean, his, his career does, you know, and so, then he gets into some kind of just straight up eighties type stuff later. Um, so he does span a lot of genres, but he he definitely has yes, some he does. key Yacht Rock songs, I think. Um, for me, this one he does. You know, this is as like straight down the middle. I think Yacht Rock is as you can get. Um, going Doobie Brothers, going straight up McDonald. What a fool believes. Um, it's so good. It's Absolutely. so good that 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 bouncy keyboard, um, these obscure lyrics that are kind of beautiful poetry in a way. He came from somewhere back in her long ago. <laughs> The sentimental fool don't see trying hard to recreate what had yet to be created. Um, you know, it, it flips to the woman towards the end. It's somewhere back in her long ago where he can still believe there's a place in her life. Someday, somewhere, she will return. It's got this kind of blind optimism in the face of the fact that this thing is probably not going to happen. Um, you know, that he's probably lost this woman. Um, but he's a fool and a fool believes, um, you know, no wise man has the power to reason away. What seems to be is always better than nothing. Um, there's nothing at all, but what a fool believes he sees very Yarok, you know, this guy's just kind of, he's just kind of oblivious, it's Poetic, this, though. this blind optimism while the world is crumbling, uh, which is sort of the sound of yacht rock, you know? <laughs> um, it is. But it's great. It is. You know, the doobies are interesting because they're, they're one of the core groups that I think defines yacht rock, but there's a lot of doobies that is definitely not yacht rock. Um, they didn't have McDonald. Well, because they, they exactly, had a whole existence exactly. before Michael McDonald came along. Exactly. And it wasn't until he joined the band that he really took them in that direction and and thank god he did i mean i like yeah. their stuff before before mcdonald but if i had to choose uh what a fool believes or china it's like one of the great mysteries of nature it's it's at once low but it's kind of high shock of white hair that oh um <laughs> And, and I, I will say that your your timing's everything because um, your number two segues perfectly into my number oh, one wow. because yeah. your number two is my number one. Yeah. So I I'm, I might as well just chime in on it right now. My number one is yeah. what you just said. What a fool believes the Doobie Brothers. Um, <laughs> I kind of feel like Casey Kasem doing the top forty countdown. Yeah. Next up is our long distance request. Right. Gary from New Jersey Boz. writes us, "Dear Casey, Boz last from summer, the... <laughs> I screwed a girl Boz out in hiatus. Yeah. Uh, 
Right, exactly. But but you know you yeah. all the elements are there with this song. As commercial as it is, this is yacht rock. This is the quintessential yacht rock. You got the smooth, infectious, driving R and B beat. McDonald with the velvety, soulful vocals. Moog, Moog synthesizer. And hello, who co-writes co the song with him? Oh, who does Danny a version Rogers. of it? Okay, that makes Mike sense. Mike Drop, hello. It's not as good, but okay. Who does a version of it? Um, not as good. And, and the story, this is the thing. You brought up the story, Chris, and I had to do some research today. And according to the Wikipedia page for the song, it tells the story of a man who is reunited with an old love interest and attempts to rekindle a romantic relationship with her before discovering that one never really Oh, my existed. God, I missed that. What? That's yeah, what I don't that, even know what that, that means, means, necessarily, but... That line about um, who had yet to... Which I thought was just sort of strange. Yet to recreate what is... No, yet to create oh, what is... To create what well, is yet know, to be something created. Something like that. What is yet wow. to be created. Wow. Yeah. That's fantastic. That's... That's so cryptically Yacht Rock. Um, yeah. So that takes us in our remaining moments here, really, to uh, all that's left. Yeah, I think you're going to be disappointed. I don't even know what's left. I think you're going to be disappointed, but uh, you know what? I think I am. <laughs> I don't care. Um, I'm sure I will be. I went with what I think is, is a pretty quintessential Yacht Rock band, although they don't have nearly as, as many hits as the Doobies or Loggins or some of these other guys. You want, you want to take any guesses? I think the only one that's no, really missing from the list would Toto. be Toto. I have some questions about Toto. Like Toto, I feel Maybe like some of their... Rosanna's definitely Yacht Rock to me. Africa, which I love. I, there's, I have issues with that being Yacht Rock, but... I don't know that Africa's Yacht Rock, but you could have really wowed me and said that Great your number one Yacht it. Rock is Toto 99. It's an amazing song. Yeah. I went with some Ambrosia. What a, what a song. I went, with You're the, I went with You're the Only Woman. You did? Yeah. This song to me is just so really? spot on Yacht Rock. Um, I, I realize, you know, part of me recognizes that um, what a fool believes is is probably more quintessential yacht rock than this song, and is probably a better song. But I just felt like it was too, you know, it's like giving Michael Jordan the MVP every year. It's like okay, we get it. Like sometimes somebody else has got to win. Um, but I think this song is up there. I, you know, Ambrosia's had a, a trio of hits, um, in the late seventies, early eighties. You're the biggest part of me. You're the only woman. And what's the other one? How much I feel. How much this I one feel. in particular to me, it's I got feel. that bounce. Yeah. It's got that kind of, it's a little bit upbeat, but it's also got a, um, you know, it's a love song. Um, it, it just has that sound for me. I can remember like sitting in my mom's car when I was like seven years old, listening to this song. Um, and it, you know, it's a guy. He just he just wants to get out of here with this woman. Um, you know, you you and I've been in love too long to worry about tomorrow in that falsetto. Um, 
here's a place where we both belong. I know you're the only woman that I'm dreaming of. Um, I don't know. It just really hits it for me. Are you, what do you think of this one? To be honest, to be honest, I kind of forgot about the song. Um, Yeah, I kind of did. Uh, It is a great song though. And, and yeah, I think here's why I think it is Yacht Rock. What a lot of people don't realize is Ambrosia, in their early years, because uh, they, they were formed, I think, in the like 1970, their first four or five years of their existence, they were a progressive rock band. So they were more like Yes or um, mm. King Crimson or Peter Gabriel-led Genesis. I mean, they were really all about like the extended solos and... and they were, they were prog rock. And I think that what they did was they transitioned successfully from prog rock to that, you know, smoother sound, but they maintained the great musicianship mm-hmm. that's commonly associated with prog rock. And again, you know, we talk of Steely Dan being such great musicians and uh, that's what made them uh, top notch in yacht rock. So, yeah, I, I think uh, while I would not have put this at number one, uh, I think yeah, Ambrosia has I think every right one to be on the list. with the song is a little more optimistic, I think, than than most yacht rock, but sort of in the way that Heart to Heart, um, you know, has that that optimism to it. Um, but you know, it's also got you know, baby, I'll try and explain the reasons why because I've been thinking about the things we said late last night when every word I said just didn't come out right. You know, that's pretty Yacht Rock, the guy who's just like fucking everything up. Um, and you that were, is, it course. does have some hints at, yeah, uh, totally. at cheating. And you were so afraid that I'd found someone new. But darling, well, there's no need. And then, uh, you know, goes on to be more. Well, that's what we don't know. We don't but know. he probably did. Um, I love it. To me, it's classic Yacht yeah. Rock. <laughs> It is a great song. Uh, oh wow, we have devoted over an hour. You have uh, this yeah. is this is. Epic. You have any final thoughts? Uh, uh... We... Wow. No, I mean, I, I legitimately think there could be a part two and part three of this in in months or years to come, and I, I sure hope we do. And I know that we will touch upon some of these artists when we focus on some of their albums uh, in in the coming weeks and months. Uh, Steely Dan. Yeah, uh, Boss Gags, Eagles, we mentioned. But no, I just, uh, Yacht Rock, I think we really did a deep dive here. And I hope, uh, I hope it encourages people to get out there this summer and really let this be the soundtrack to your barbecues. Yeah, your, wear a mask, uh, but uh, your yeah, social distancing. Put on some Christopher Cross. Wear a mask. Do, do you have, do you have um, final thoughts on it before you sail away? I just think it's a great genre. And, um, you know, I, I'm glad it's it's come back big. I'm I'm glad that we were into this stuff so long ago. I mean, it, it's yeah. I feel such a deep personal so connection. Ago. I think because it's it's what my mom and dad were listening to when I was seven or eight years old. So, um, <laughs> they sure did. They sure did. They had good taste. Um, anyway, I think we should wrap it up there and. Absolutely. Well, happy summer 2020, everyone. It's going to be a strange-ass summer, but stay tuned. We will be back soon enough doing another deep dive on another album.